I'm Craig Kenneth, a relationship coach and a psychotherapist. Every relationship is different and every breakup is different. Work with me and you'll get professional help on your situation. Just click on the link in the description below or go to my website, AskCraig.net. Hi there, I'm Coach Craig Kenneth and in this video I'm going to be talking to you about no more Mr. Nice Guy. Well, have you ever been called too nice by a girl where she said that you're a really nice guy but she didn't want to date you and you probably thought to yourself, wait a minute, if I'm a nice guy, why doesn't she want to date me? Well, a lot of times people that are nice really aren't as nice as they're appearing to be. I want you to take a moment to really think about what I'm saying here before you say, wait a minute, wait a minute, it doesn't make sense. It does. Because oftentimes people will act in an unnatural way and they're not being authentic or being themselves because they're trying to get something or get uh, maybe get somebody to like them and they're not really being real. They're not acting how they normally would and we can feel that. We can feel when somebody's being authentic with us as opposed to when maybe they're just not, the vibe isn't there, the energy is off, something feels weird. So what I have learned is that oftentimes, especially those of us that have an anxious attachment style, spent our entire childhood trying to get the love and approval of our caregivers. It's what kids do. We're trying to get their attention. We're trying to get their love. We want to stay connected to them because if we don't, we know that we could die, right? That's how we're wired. We wire to connect and we have this innate um, a desire to try to please our parents. So, if you grew up in an environment where you were always trying to please, you probably are doing the same exact things in your romantic relationships. And quite honestly, it's a turnoff. Uh, nobody likes a pushover. Nobody is drawn to somebody that is constantly um, putting other people first in a way that it's not normal or unhealthy. And, you know, there's something to the effect that we are attracted to people that are a challenge for us, right? You may have heard me say the saying before, I only want what I need from someone that can't give it to me. I'm going to say that again because sometimes it takes a minute to wrap your head around it. I only want what I need from someone that can't give it to me. And what it means is that we are always trying to get those unmet needs from our childhood, from our romantic partners, right? It's like we're going through this drama where these things that we couldn't get, that we really wanted and needed, we're trying to get them from the person that we're romantically involved with. However, because we're playing out this 
unconscious play, so to speak, um, with the romantic partner, if it's somebody that is easily able to give it to us, it doesn't feel familiar and it doesn't feel right, right? Because we're drawn to the familiar. Those patterns that we learned in our childhood, we're drawn to them. So if you had a parent that, say, um, never paid attention to um, how well you did in school, they always just kind of blew it off or put it down, you're going to be more drawn to a partner that would do and say similar things in, um, in, in like your own personal achievements, right? It's really bizarre, but we're very drawn to the familiar. And I could see in all the partners that I've dated, especially the long-term ones, that um, they feel very familiar to me, and they remind me of my mom, or they remind me of my dad, and the ones that, you know, you're really drawn to, they remind you of both. And it's the challenge uh, there. In other words, um, for example, my mom had a lot of anxiety. So, what happens when someone is anxious? Well, they have a, they're in primal panic, so they have a difficult time staying calm. Um, they're so wrapped up in their own anxiety that they don't really listen. They're not really attentive. And because they're, they're focused on soothing their own anxiety, right? And you know what I talk about where sometimes they're lashing out, they're controlling, they're manipulative. And, you know, you definitely would see a lot of those behaviors with a partner, you know, trying to reconnect with somebody. Well, for this particular example, it doesn't pertain because my mom wasn't like that. But she did have a real difficult time listening. So, what happened? Well, I ironically became a therapist. Why? To give people the very thing that I didn't get from my childhood. Now, I'm not knocking my mom. She was an amazing person. She was very sweet and kind and awesome and people absolutely loved her. But there were times where she was unable to listen because her anxiety level was so high. So what happened? I also tend to be drawn to women that have anxiety like that and are unable to listen. Now, through being conscious and aware of these things, I've been able to work through it and grow through it. So I'm not drawn to it like I used to, but you got to take a look at your own patterns in order to correct them and um, start to move forward and kind of heal, right? you got to heal. So what I'm saying here is that in your childhood, you were constantly trying to get love and approval. So now, when you're romantically attracted to somebody, you're playing out that pattern trying to get their approval. But it doesn't attract them because for them, there's no challenge. There's just no um, struggle that they can work through. Because, you know, like I was talking about the therapist that I really liked earlier, um, he teaches how we're just drawn, our, our mind is drawn 
to incompatibility and that when we have com compatibility, it's the basis for boredom. So, our unconscious mind wants to be in this contrast and feel this tension and without it, um, it's bored. And so, what I'm trying to help you see here is that by being nice, which in a way you're just trying to be manipulative, right? Because you're not really being authentic. But when you do that, there is no tension for that person and it's boring. So you don't want to be so um, accommodating all the time where you're constantly trying to please someone. And I always think of Smithers from The Simpsons as that kind of, um, you know, spineless person where they're just doing whatever. Um, to please Mr. Burns, right? And nobody wants, is nobody's attracted to Smithers because of that behavior. So, you want to be authentic with people and you really do want to be a challenge because people like a challenge and they like something that's, uh, that they have to work for. So, if they're, they don't have to work for you and they just have you no matter what, they get bored with that and it's very easy for them to move on. Just like I tell you guys um, that, you know, when you're in a relationship, the person that is doing all the work and investing all the time is the one that struggles to move on, especially in a breakup, because you've been so invested all along. Meanwhile, they're just going along for the ride. And what happens? They get invested in somebody else that they have to struggle to keep. And then you're like, why are they going for that person? Well, chances are that person's interest level was not high like yours was, and that person is being a challenge for them. And so they're drawn to that. Okay, that was a lot to take in. But I got two really good emails today. One is a short one um, from somebody that wanted to give a thank you, and the other one is an email that I think you'll enjoy. But they said, hey, Craig. I just wanted to say thank you for all the work that you do. Your videos have been a tremendous help dealing with my breakup and learning about how to be better in relationships. We did an email coaching last month and you talked about the email in a video, Avoidant Attachment. As someone with an avoidant attachment, I've been working hard on myself to come to terms with my own issues. You were right that at the time, I really hadn't changed. No matter how much I wanted to believe, I had. I tried to move on and accept things, and going to therapy and watching your videos has helped a lot. After two and a half months after the breakup, just as I was starting to feel like I had moved on, she reached out. I told you guys. She probably sensed a disturbance in the force. She said she missed me and wanted to meet up. See? You guys out there are all doubting that it's going to happen to you. I know every single one of you feels that way. And I felt that way when I was going through it. But believe me, patience really does pay. She said she was sorry for what happened and how she had been on a date that made her realize her feelings for me. See, I say that to you guys. I've said before that sometimes they go out with somebody else and they're like, oh, this person is no, there's no spark, there's no connection, and they start to really miss you. 
We ended up meeting and spent several hours talking. I think she could sense that I really started to change and I'm happy to say we're working things out and taking things slow. Thanks so much for your videos. They made me realize what I need in order to be the best man I can be. I wanted to share this to give something back and let the others out there in a similar situation know that doing the work does pay off, but not necessarily when you expect it to. That is fantastic. I'm so happy for you. Um, it sounds like you did a good job sticking to whatever plan we came up with in that email coaching. And things are going good for you. I'm really happy for you, man. That's outstanding. And make sure you continue to work on yourself. Because what I do see a lot is you get that person back. Your level of motivation goes from here. Drops. You go back to your old pattern after about three or four months. And you lose the person for good. You definitely don't want that to happen. So, guys... I highly, highly suggest that you stick to this channel for at least six months to get through all of those patterns, get it into a deep level that becomes part of your core and truly changes you. Um, because you do, you know, four months of this, you're probably going to go back to your old ways. You gotta really work through it. You gotta spend time changing yourself. Okay? But fantastic job so far. I'm really happy for you. I know you guys love to hear the success stories because you feel like it's never going to happen to you. But, you know, regardless if your ex ever comes back or not, you are truly going to change your life in a way that you never thought you could. And you just have to stay motivated, okay? And you never know what's going to happen. So get rid of the belief that they're never coming back because it's only hurting you. I promise you. And... You don't know that for a fact, so it really does a lot of damage. I have a second email here that says, Hi Craig, I've been around many wrong people throughout my life. My mom, my kid's mom, with whom I've been for over 15 years, and my boss. I realize that I always tried to please them. No matter what I did, they were never satisfied. And my guess would be, that you were attracted to your wife because she reminded you of your mother and that unconscious drama that was playing out with your wife is the same thing that happened with your mom which is what I was talking about when I first started the video I confronted my mom about two years ago I had reached my limit it was the third time I tried to reach out to her so she would respect me. She didn't. So I walked away and never heard from her since. The same thing goes for my brother. In March of this year, I had to confront my kid's mom to be respected. We are having problems with our youngest and she won't listen to me. After our talk, she still wouldn't respect me. So I walked away and never heard from her since. Well... You know, make sure that you are there for your kid because you certainly don't want to do a lot of damage to them because of your relationship with the mother. If you have to get, you know, lawyers involved to help you out with that, um, you should do that because otherwise you're really going to hurt your kid or kids by not being there for them. 
And now, about my boss. He kept getting calls from his boss and blamed me because he thought I wasn't doing my job. But he wasn't doing his, and although I tried to tell him, he wouldn't listen. He also threatened to transfer me, but I stood my ground. I respected myself. His boss came over to see us and told him I was right. That's fantastic. You must have felt so good when your boss's boss came over and said you were doing the right thing and they weren't. Oh man, I bet you were just like, finally, vindication. I respected myself, didn't back off for the first time. I won the respect of someone close to me, his boss, and all my co-workers who couldn't stand up to him. All these years, I thought I had a problem. I realized that I actually did. I was too good and didn't stand up for myself or try too hard to be recognized by the wrong people. And I would say this lines up with your relationship with your mom. So you're constantly in this drama of trying to please people that are never going to be happy. Here's the story about my last relationship. I met my ex more than 20 years ago. I was attracted to her right away. We lost contact and we found each other on a dating site a few years ago. We went on a date and that's when we remembered about the past after talking for a while. We both enjoyed our evening and we kissed. It felt great for both of us. That same week, I lost my grandfather. It really affected me emotionally. We were pretty close. I was overwhelmed by my feelings and I started to smother my newfound love. She went away for a few months because of that. We kept in touch but didn't see each other. Well, you're starting to be a lot more aware of what's going on within you. But, you know, coming on so strong, um, it probably made her feel, you know, uncomfortable and trapped. And she's like, I have to back off. She met a guy with whom she fell in love with. Yeesh, that must have hurt. He broke her heart when he decided to go back to his ex. I wonder if they coached with me. <laughs> she had been played. She met a few other guys after that and it didn't work out either. So she decided to give me another chance. I had grown and she saw it. So, you were thinking... You'd never hear from her again, or you'd never get another shot because she's dating another guy, then he breaks her heart, then she goes out with a couple other uh, guys, and it didn't work out. Now she's wondering about you again. This is why I say your ex will oftentimes revisit the idea of getting back with you. It just may not be when you want it to be. That's why you have to stay working on yourself and... That's why I always tell you guys, work with me, do coachings with me one-on-one so we can see what's going on. Let me assess your situation, okay? Let me coach you through this. I have tremendous knowledge of mental health and, and looking at all the things, um, relationships that went wrong so you can correct them and turn those negative things into something positive when they do come around again because it's very easy to fall back into those old routines. Especially because a lot of times it's from our early childhood. Everything went well for eight months. 
we did things that were at first for both of us. We traveled twice, went camping a few times, made love on the beach, went on road trips, did some work, and walked hand in hand on the beach. We never argued and had the same values. The perfect relationship. I never felt like this with anyone before. Unfortunately, my past and present kept haunting me. With all I was going through, I kept focusing on the wrong people instead of those who I really love or who really loved me. See, that's what I keep talking about, the pattern. It's from that early childhood. This things that you did to, you know, like where you chose your wife is based on the relationship that they had with your mom. Could have been your dad too, but I suspect it was mom for you. I needed comfort from her. You want a comfort from her like she's your mom? You can't be like that. Oh, here we go. She got tired of it and ended the relationship, but wanted to remain friends. Eek. We kept sleeping together. Yes, I can see you look up and pinching your lips. Pinching my lips? Is that something I do? Hmm. Um, <laughs> well, at least she's sleeping with you. I mean, so you're not like totally in the friend zone. You're saying you're in the friend zone, but you're hooking up. So I wouldn't say that's the friend zone. I mean, maybe you're not in a committed relationship, but it's not platonic. Which was wrong. We kept seeing each other, but things didn't change between us. I couldn't be just friends with her. So she said that we had to do something else if we want things to change. That's when she left me and stopped responding to my texts. Yes, I was needy and smothering, and I pushed her away. That happened in July. I went in no contact for 25 days. I broke it when I emailed her about the crisis with my boss and what I had realized through it. I just needed to respect myself to be respected and to be able to respect others, including her. I also told her that I was sorry for the way I had been acting, that I now understand why she left me. After a few days, I texted her back. I needed some stuff back that she still has at her house and that I have some things for her too. She replied to me, I'm not ready to see you yet. I'm still hurt. I don't believe in what you said about your issues in the email. Hmm. I told her once that I was sorry, that I felt bad to have done this to her, and that I understand why she doesn't believe me. I couldn't keep my promises because I didn't know what I kept doing wrong. And then I went back into no contact and have been there for the past three weeks. I've heard through a common friend she is seeing someone new. I'm okay with it. I know it might not work out between them. I've set the standards high. That's what she told me when she ended the relationship. But in the end, I wasn't the man she fell in love with. If only she would see me now. She would be very surprised and I don't need to convince her anymore. I'm now free of my past. You have helped me grow and become more mature. Now I am the man she has always wanted only better. I am also the man I always wanted to be. I wish she would see me. I wish it would be tomorrow, but I won't give in. 
Meanwhile, I'll keep work working on myself before I see her when I go get my stuff. I have something that she wants, but she has to come and get it. If not, someone else will. Well, okay. You're doing a lot of growth on yourself, and that's awesome, and I'm really proud of you. You're starting to see and recognize a lot of your own issues and work through them. Right now, she's dating someone else, and there's really nothing you can do about that. That has to run its course, and she's got to go through it. And I suspect that when she does, she'll probably come back around again, and she'll start to wonder. Now, the big thing is that you just wait for that to happen. Don't go chasing her. Don't try convincing her. Don't try and show or tell her you've changed because she doesn't believe you. You already did that. You sent the email, which I wouldn't have recommended, by the way. You already did that part, and it didn't work. You need to let her come back around again, spend some time with you, and let her see those things for herself. And I think if you give it some time, and she'll probably, you know, my, my feeling is that she'll probably come forward, check you out a little bit, then back off to see how you handle yourself. If you go back to your old patterns, she'll probably get turned off and say, see, you haven't changed. But you really have made a lot of incredible improvements, and you just need to be patient. And that could be one of the hardest and scariest parts about a breakup. So continue to go forward, continue to work on yourself. Of course, if you want to do coachings with me, I'll be happy to help you. And for those of you watching, if you want to get my help personally, just go to my website, askcraig.net, sign up for the coaching option that works best for you. I do email coaching, I do Skype coaching, and if you got to get emergency Skype coaching, or if you got to get with me within 24 hours, you can sign up for that. But that's it for this video. I'm Coach Craig Kenneth, and I will talk with you soon.